the police to a point that you couldn't think independently. And I, I apologize for the kids who grew up later because we are the product of this policing. We wanted our kids to just emulate and do the same thing, taking them to boarding school. Every, everywhere we hear they have done the best, we want the best for these kids and we are taking them. When we got kids ourselves, we were teaching them what we had learned because we didn't have anything else to offer. So it was policing them, taking them to this place, they are being spanked, such that the kids are kind of afraid of authority. Instead of respect with love, it's respect with fear. When you see them, you start trembling. Opportunities don't come looking for you. You have to look for opportunities. You have to knock all those doors. Hi everyone and welcome. Today we have a special guest. This guest is very special and dear to me. I have personally learned so much from her and I cannot wait for her to drop all the gems, share that with you. So like I am doing, you might need a pen and a paper so you can take notes as we're going because I assure you we're going to learn a lot from her today and that way she can also share her journey. Like, you know, where did she come from? How did she get here? So without further ado, I will welcome our next guest. Welcome and please introduce yourself to our viewers today. Thank you very much, uh, Trudy. Um, my name is Veronica Lagatte. This is a special honor and I feel so humbled to be hosted by her because to me that is putting an icing on the cake in this journey. Well, um, she wants me to share my journey and I think life, as you all know it, it is a journey that continues. It has so many twists. You climb the mountains, you go down the valleys, you go along the river, you are in the ocean, you are excited some days, some days are just wild. It's called life. It's full of surprises. Originally, I came from Kenya, what I would say, modern day Canaan. It's beautiful. I mean, you have, name it, you have lakes, Toting this country, you have rivers, you have animals, the big five, you'll get it there. My father was in the Navy and he happened to have served the British and he went to the highest rank that an African could go at that time. I was born and raised in Mombasa. That's another amazing city in Kenya. I mean, it is just like a paradise. You have the palm trees, you have the Indian Ocean, you have all manner of species of uh, coral ribs, very colorful fish, the white sandy peaches, you name it. The food, oh my God, you would want, you know, mouth-watering food. You'll have the people from Mombasa, they make chapati, they make biryani, anything that you would want to taste the taste of Africa, the taste of Kenya, you will find. The people are peaceful. They are so happy. They are hospitable. They are kind. We lived in this luxurious moment. We were the first people to have a refrigerator. We had this 
gigantic, humongous house. Every Saturday was our best cleaning, deep cleaning. So we used to wear socks and dance on the wooden floor, polish it. <laughs> it was just like fun, but it was a lot of work. Sometimes we used to get mad with my mom. You are my daughter's. You have to clean. So we cleaned that house spotlessly. My dad used to go with the Land Rover, come with goat meat, come with what? Because we had a farm in back in the country. So it was nice. And guess what? You know, something happened and um, we had to go to the country because the new government was being ushered in. Kenya was in independent. We were dancing everywhere. The white people are going, they are leaving, and we are just, because we had been ranked, you know, from number one, the white people, and then the Arabs, number two, and then the Indians, number three, and then the Africans, and the country was ours, so it wasn't all that interesting at that time. But we went to the country, we went from living in this luxury, having these cars, having drivers, even tutors coming to coach us at home, to going to look for firewood and you have to put it on your head and you have to balance the boat when you are bringing the water you are just like but we had to bring it we had to cook everything was done from the scratch that's the part i liked it because i love gardening and i love vegetables i want to see them grow i want to see the carrots grow you know one time mine were doing very well and you know my brother came and pulled these because he wanted it to look taller the next day we come, oh my goodness, all these vegetables were dead. Sometimes we get pricked by thorns in the bushes when we are looking for firewood. But it was amazing to be in the country because sometimes you go to the bushes, there were mushrooms, there were these wild fruits, like raspberries were growing wild and so many other type of fruits. So we could get a balanced diet just being in the bush. We could just dig sometimes and get some roots that were edible and we knew which ones were not, um, were poisonous. Sometimes we could go watch the, the sheep, the goats, and some of them were very stubborn. They just go and they're just trying to, to steal people's corn and when we could spank them and we were told not to spank them just to call them by name but we could get so pissed you know sometimes you bring the cows and they get home and they're thirsty they want water and you are already exhausted you want to rest so there was this notorious cow we called her Lelgut it had a, mm -hmm. a, a white face it was from Britain Bedigree cow it needed a lot of water so it gets to the compound and we are hoping it will go to the shed and crush it. But she will go straight to where we are watering. And to me it was so far because I was a short little thing. I could look at it and I'm like, oh my goodness. When I could go, let it stop. Come on, get it. And they are telling me, let it go. And all the cows could follow. It was kind of like the leader. So they just go bring the water, come. And in the village, you know, You've heard it said that the village raises kids in Kenya, that part of the world, the village actually raises kids. If you are messing and playing around, they don't ask your parents for permission. They'll just spank you. You go to school, in the morning you are late, you get it. And you can't even come and stay at home because you get another one. So we, had, we were trained to be, if a teacher is passing, they are or an adult, you stand up straight and say, good morning, sir, how are you? And they have to salute you. They have to, to notice that the kids are really super 
respectful we did a cleaning we just polished the, 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 the floor it was not wooden in the village it was mud you had to mix mud you know the, the the red soil with water mingle it with cow dung and then we just had to smear the classroom and it was tons and pick the rubbish and then we go to the assembly we sing religion was just second nature you have to just go to church you have to worship in class in the morning so it was amazing so it was hard but the teachers were very hard they could spank you they could do whatever they do but the parents could not say anything so they policed us to a point that you couldn't think independently and I, I apologize for the kids who grew up later because we were just now because we are the product of this policing we wanted our kids to just emulate and do the same thing taking them to boarding school Every, everywhere we hear they have done the best, we want the best for these kids and we are taking them. When we got kids ourselves, we were teaching them what we had learned because we didn't have anything else to offer. So it was policing them, taking them to this place, they are being spanked, such that the kids are kind of afraid of authority. Instead of respect with love, it's respect with fear. When you see them, you start trembling, you start looking, you wonder what you've done. My firstborn first had it rough because she was only one year difference with the other one. But I'm saying, you are the older one. You are supposed to teach the others. So that's how life was. And then, you know, we heard about the greener pastures. I was restless. If they say there was a promotion coming, I could go take classes and just go after it. I wanted to make my life something closer to what I had enjoyed in Mombasa. I tried so many businesses. I even sold clothes. I used to trace to kill. Trace for success. Yeah, that's right. I've heard of the chasing the American dream, but so there's chasing the Kenyan dream too? Yes, there's chasing the Kenyan dream. Uh -huh. The dreams are everywhere. Uh -huh. and you can begin your journey, but you have to set a goal. You have to look at yourself and say, where do I want to be? in like two years time, mm -hmm. what do I want to do? What do I do to improve? Mm -hmm. So you don't sit and say you are contented. You have three acres of land, you say, how do I expand it? Mm -hmm. And how do I benefit from this land? Right in my office where I was working in the local office as a postal officer, I saw the women could come with tea, with their flasks, and they didn't have something to eat the tea with like mandazi or samosa or something like that I said I know something about that so what I could do mm -hmm. I could add I could bring this so what I could do go home make chapati make mandazi and make samosas mm -hmm. bring it to the office and people instead of getting out to go to the stores or to the hotels we call them hotels back there mm -hmm. to buy mandazi or something mm -hmm. it was right here waiting for them during break time i'm sitting here and they are paying me for something they could have done but yeah. i'm making extra money there so i started it went big and i'm thinking okay what else can i do so i'm thinking in schools when i took my in-laws to school they were like if you have some corn or some beans you can bring that and that can be the school fees i'm thinking i have an idea i don't have such a large farm but there are people who have a lot of produce like that mm -hmm. I could be the middle person here so I went to the, 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 the farmers and said 
if you want your corn to be sold, I can I have a market for you. And I say, okay, what can you do? I'm like, I will, I'll just take the market. How much are you selling? So if they say a thousand, I said, I go to the, to the school and say, okay, how much are you going to buy the corn or the beans? They would say maybe 4,000 or whatever. I'll come to the farmer and I just want a cut from here. So the farmer will say, my beans I'm selling for 2,500. The, the school has told me they are selling, they are buying it for 4,000. So I tell the school, I have 100 bags of beans from the farmer. The school will come with their transportation. They take it. They'll cut me a check. I'll go and cut the farmer the check. So I started making money, making money. I started upgrading. I had a house with just two bedrooms. I wanted a big house. So before we know it, I'm starting a, a family building. Mm -hmm. I'm building this house. It is complete. I'm fencing my compound. And I'm seeing the ladies when they go home, even though they had little gardens, they had farms, they are working class, so they don't want to play with the dirt. So I'm thinking, I look for a lady in the village to plow my garden, to plant the kunde, to plant all these things. So they started planting all this. And I had cacao, so I could milk, I take the milk, I sell it to the people, the neighborhood, I take the vegetables to the ladies that they are working class, they don't want to play with that. So they were giving me money. So I started making money, making money, and before you know it, I'm thinking, I need something better. I need something bigger. I need my kids to go to school in the city mm -hmm. because in the country, the schools are not all that good. So how do I go to the city? Unless I look for a promotion, mm -hmm so that I can go officially and be given the, the, the post office house so that I can go there. So before you know it, I am checking in the newspaper, looking for opportunities that are there. So opportunities don't come looking for you. You have to look for opportunities. You have to knock all those doors. Mm -hmm. So I decided the next thing I'm going to do is look for an opportunity. So an opening came up. Mm -hmm. I went for an interview. Of course, I dressed to, for success. Mm -hmm. That's right. You are dressed for success. <laughs> yes, you got to dress for success. So uh -huh. I dressed, I looked presentable, and our dad was good. He knew how to prepare us for interviews. So I knew, first when you enter, you knock the door and wait until they say, come in. When you come in, enter, and the panel is sitting there. You have to stand and make sure they invite you to sit. If they don't, stand there. Because maybe that's one of the things they are looking for. Are you disciplined enough? Are you able to obey other people's space? So I had been prepared. So I just entered there and, you know, boom. I passed the interview. I went to the next level. I moved to the city where I wanted my kids to go to school. I left to the farm in the country. I built a house. So while I am there, I'm renting. And I'm thinking, how much money am I paying to this person? Who, is, uh, who are paying rent every time. I'm like, I need my own house so that when I'm paying the mortgage, the money is mine. Mm -hmm. So I started looking and I went to the headquarters and said, is there a way that we can get some loan? And they said, yeah, sure. For the staff members and you get 4%. I'm like, yes, I want one. Mm -hmm. So I just worked and before you know it, I was conned because Kenyan people, you know, you have to be careful mm. who you approach, who you talk to when you are buying property. I got property from this guy. He had a very impressive office. He talked, he was very convincing. He told me he had land. 
he had this house he went and showed me i bought i just you know you had to find somebody who had it so anyway to make a long story short he tried conning me but i pursued until i i got the house but i had to do a lot of work with it because he left it without he had been given the check from the post office but he had not finished Ooh. and once he got the check wow he just took off but i worked hard and made sure it was comfortable enough for people to leave and then i just went again to get more training mm -hmm. and i switched from being the front or one of those managers because it was challenging. People were stealing and they were doing what. So there was this new skill. They wanted to train the security people. They wanted to train investigators and some detectives to find out what is going on. So boom, I jumped on the wagon, did an, an interview, passed, went to college, and I wow. came out. Mm -hmm trained as a detective so I was going all over the post office undercover to figure out how people were stealing and I worked that job and I'm paying these bills my kids are growing and I am seeing they need better life they need to eat better breakfast they need I'm thinking of that my history where we used to have eggs we used to have fruit we used to have all this and I'm thinking only a loaf of bread is not breakfast. It's not enough. I'm thinking, what else can I do to make this life better mm -hmm. for my kids? I went to Malawi for a meeting in the church, and there were these ladies. They had come from America, and they were telling me, wow, America, there are lots of opportunities. You don't have to look for a job. The job looks for you. And I'm like, how do I get to America? Wow. <laughs> Sell things until your kids think they are the next. <laughs> and they told me, well, you know, there is going to be a meeting in America uh, going on. But if you can identify a school where you can go mm -hmm. when you go to America, you can come there as a medical missionary. We didn't have the computer, we didn't have the internet. We used to go to a place where it was called Cyber Cafe. Oh, Cyber Cafe. Cyber yeah. Cafe. <laughs> I remember that. So you had to go, first of all, they had to teach mm -hmm. you how to open an email mm -hmm. because you had to apply for a college. So they teach you and you pay them the money. And they time you. You finish this, they say, no, Sayako in Asia. So you have to pay more money. So I went and I told somebody, can you help me? identify a school in America that I can go. What do you want to study? I want to study about food, about health, anything that can make me younger, can make me healthy, can make my family healthy. And at the same time, I get to be there and see the opportunities mm -hmm. in America. This person told me there is a place called Colorado and they have this institution that they teach nutrition, they teach horticulture, uh, and they teach... I said, yes, I want that. So, they said, you have to apply. You have to have $200. So I'm like, okay, how, how much is that Kenya shillings? <laughs> you know, for entry and whatever. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I'll get. So I went to the bank and asked a friend of mine, so how much Kenya shillings is $200? The shilling was still very strong. So boom, I'm just working. I'm taking the food to the schools. I am cooking mandazi. I'm doing everything. What? To women like every time I traced they could look at my trace and they're like 
I want what you got. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> now I'm going to sell clothes. People in Kenya call the luo. They are good tailors. They look at something and they make it exactly, precisely how you do it because they are a proud people. They want to look good too. Mm -hmm. So I went and I said, see this? I got this from India. Mm -hmm. See this? I got from Dubai. They're women. They want this. Uh -huh. How much material do you need to make a suit like this? They gave me, I wrote it, mm -hmm. and then I'm going. I am like, okay, I have to get the material, I'll get it. It will be tailored here, but it will look exactly like what I'm wearing, mm -hmm. cheap. So how much do you charge? They gave me. I'm calculating the plain money, everything, everything. So I am thinking, I don't have money. How do I go to India to get the material or to Dubai to get the material? And I'm going to my sister. She was an air hostess. I'm like, okay. So how do how much do they pay? Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, yeah, you have to have uh, three hundred. I don't know, three hundred thousand. I'm like, huh? Three hundred thousand? That's a lot of money. What are the other flights? What is the cheapest? She said, well, unless you want to go to Dubai, it will be fifty round trip. I said, yeah, I think I can do something with that. So here I am. Now I have a business waiting. Mm -hmm. You have to identify an opportunity and strive with it. Mm -hmm. So I need to go to America. I have applied for this college. They haven't called me, but I know they'll be needing money. Mm -hmm. And you know, I have to sell something, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to sell things. Sell everything, sell whatever you have mm -hmm. to make things happen. Sell even the prop. I even had to sell some property that I had bought somewhere mm -hmm. to get started. Sell things until your kids think they are the next. <laughs> <laughs> Do something, be very Sell aggressive. Until the, your kids think they are the next. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I did, I went and sold that property. It's enough for the ticket. What am I going to use to buy? Mm -hmm. The, cl the clothes in India, because I, that was the first place I went, Bombay. I'd never gotten into a plane. This is the first time. I need to get a visa. They told me you'll get it at the airport. I'm saying, thank goodness, at least I'll fly fast and get there. <laughs> so what I did now was to go to the women in the central bank of Kenya. And I said, did you say you want a trusser suit? Uh -huh. Yeah. Like this one? Mm-hmm. How much do you think you can pay me for this? Uh -huh. They put their own price because they are just, they look at it and they are really fired up and they are thinking, I think I, I, I can afford 4,000. I said, how much can you give me? You know the dress I had bought it for 2,000. Mm -hmm. They have already doubled the price uh -huh. <laughs> by themselves. And I'm like, how much can you, oh, maybe 500 more. Okay, give me half of that. And when I get the dress, you pay the other half. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next one. Which one did you want? This one. This one, how much? Give me half. This one. By the time I get out of Central Bank, I have enough money to go and buy the first consignment. Mm -hmm. I just went to Nairobi, got the ticket, went to India, bought the materials, bring to the Luo in, 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 Mar in the Nairobi market, you know, mm -hmm. Kenyatta market, and say, can you take, make a, 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 a trouser suit exactly like this? Mm -hmm. Madam, perfect. What color? What I said, these are the material, do your magic. So I am in my sister's house. I had been sent for training. While I'm waiting, I'm in the training. The, the, the tailor is making these clothes. Mm -hmm. 
it was wonderful they even made a suit for my husband when i took home everybody he could wear it to church and everybody was telling him huh this must be from london <laughs> it is a london wow. cut tailor or uh -huh. indian so these laws were good so they made these things and i went to eldred and i said because you paid in advance i'm giving you a discount mm -hmm. i have already made my money mm -hmm. because they already paid me two thousand and they are putting the price by themselves so i said okay i'll knock off the 500. Mm -hmm. you know you have to give your customers an incentive because there are a lot of competitors if you are selling especially the same commodity you have to give them an incentive to want to keep coming back to you those clothes went like oat cake and they were paying me cash because if you don't have enough cash you pay the half leave the clothes here go back when you get the rest you take it because I found out that if somebody takes the cloth they'll wear it they get disinterested, they don't want to pay it anymore. They want to go and buy something else. Mm -hmm. So you have to strategize so that you can please them. They are still anxious, they are eager to wear the dress. So they paid me, before I know it, I'm having enough money to go to America. And um, I had everything except now, the money to come and spend in America. I have to be very creative here. I've never been to America mm -hmm. in my life. So I'm thinking, who knows anybody in America? Mm -hmm. Now I've got the invitation letter. I have booked the embassy. But after I do all these things, book the embassy, pay the down payment, I didn't have money for the ticket. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, hey, how am I going to go to America? I have to be innovative here. I have friends from church. So I went to this lady and I'm like, can you preside over my Arambi? I'm going to America. Have you gotten the visa? I said, no, but I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, bald. They're like, America, you, are you kidding? Are you dreaming? I said, yes, I'm dreaming and dreaming big. I want to go there. I'm not daydreaming. I'm really dreaming. I see myself in America and I see my family in future in America. Why do you want America? The kids are so young, blah, blah. I said, yeah, when they are young is when I'm going to start lay the foundation, prepare for them, and then bring them there so that they can enjoy. Wow. You have to ask the, for the visa first. They might not give you. I say, no, they'll give me. Why? Why would they not give me? A lot of people are turned down. Mm -hmm. I say, no, well, a lot of, but I'm Veronica. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a lot of people. I am me. And <laughs> I'm going to America. <laughs> so they thought I was crazy. Mm -hmm. So I started looking for the guests of honor. I started looking for the place. It was a place called Assis Hotel. Mm -hmm. It's one of those like three-star hotels mm -hmm. where you have to pay like 10000 to host something like that. I don't have 10000 but I am trusting I will raise money and I'll pay them after. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I went to Assis. I talked to the manager. I'm having a fundraiser. I am going abroad wow did you get a visa i said not yet but i'll get it <laughs> <laughs> so uh -huh. they gave me the place they organized they gave me the food people came for the fundraiser and guess what it was like nice my sister came from nairobi and a friend so they were pinning these flowers to the people and they were raising money at the end of it guess what i had made exactly ten thousand just to pay a sister. Oh, no. 
Oh. But oh. there were some people now who didn't come, and they had heard about. So I'm saying, okay, I'll still go to America. That was a good sign. Mm -hmm. If I could raise that, <laughs> I'll still make more money, and I'll go. I don't care about that. I booked for the visa. We are supposed to go in May, and then the visa was given for 30th July. Wow. I'm not gonna lose that opportunity. I will go um, 30th July mm -hmm. to the embassy. I'm lining up. I just put there my application, I just put there my passport, and then there was this old man. We talked and he just said, okay, so why are you going to America? I am going like a, a, a medical missionary, a student. I've been invited to go to a school there first as a, a, a visitor to go and explore and then if I like what I see then I can be a student there. Who is gonna pay for your school fee? I say there's somebody we've been communicating in Canada and he said if I go to if I get accepted mm -hmm. and I go to school I can talk to him and he can just get me the opportunity. I'm like mm, yeah and this guy was asking me so what are you gonna do about the kids? I say the grandma is here, the father is here, everybody is here. Mm -hmm. I am going to explore. First of all, it is exploration. How long are you going to go? Um, I understand it's, it gets cold sometimes. I'm going to explore and see where it is warm. He was <laughs> laughing. Everybody else stopped doing whatever they were doing. They started looking at me. I have my daughter. She's just two years. And I'm thinking, okay, what am I doing? And the lady from church is telling me, Veronica, are you going to leave this angel? Just leave. I say, this angel needs a future. And she needs a life. Better than it is right now. All they are eating is a toast, mkate kafu, and some tea. I want them to eat mkate shagi, eat eggs, live in a better house, fly, go be the aeroplane, so they will be okay. Mm -hmm. The father is here, the grandmas are here, both sides. My sisters are here. I am going for the opportunity in the land of America. When you come, they are telling you, when you land in America, you can flower the flowers. You can do anything. You can babysit. You can do what? To make money. No. They are not telling you the whole story. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, how do I get to Des Moines? Mm -hmm. Because now I've learned it is called Des Moines. Yeah. Because I said Des Moines. Des Moines. <laughs> and they're like, Des Moines? Mm -hmm. What's that? Is that a country? A county? Is that a city? What? I said, Des Moines, mm -hmm. and it's well, um, can you write it down? <laughs> so, so when they have written, I'm like, how do I get there? He goes, you can either use a bus, mm -hmm. which used to be called Greyhound mm -hmm. bus, or you can get another plane because it's not, it's not close. Mm -hmm. It's 500 miles from here. That means it will be a long drive. <laughs> I'm wow. thinking, okay, now what do I do from here? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, so how do you do to get to the bus? And he goes, uh, you pay a taxi? And I'm thinking, how much is the taxi? $40. And I'm like, what oh in the world? $40. I have $20 plus some change. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, I'm getting hungry. I need to eat fast. So that I can think clearly. <laughs> so I see a place where they're selling food at the airport. I'm tracking my suitcase and I go to a place. I sit 
and I'm like, I want chips <laughs> and soda. Uh -huh. They're looking at me, the chips, they brought me the crepes. I'm like, no, <laughs> I want chips. Ma'am, this is chips. In America, you know the way they call chips, crepes? In Kenya, we call it crepes, these mm -hmm. cranky things. I wanted them. They said, I said, wow, I want that one. Mm -hmm. They said, oh, you mean the French fries? I said, okay, yes, that. <laughs> so they gave me the French fries. Boom, and whatever, that was $4. So $10 is down. Now I have, I have, you know, ten dollars and something because ten dollars i bought the card to call mm -hmm. now ten dollars i have to buy chips you know the french fries and the soda and i have now fourteen dollars in change and to go to iowa you have to get a greyhound and that is 150 because you didn't book in advance to go to to use the airplane you know, even talking about it, it's about six hundred dollars. I have fourteen dollars, and I have to get to Iowa. I'm thinking, okay. Oh, my host, let me call her. I call her. She had gone to school, but lucky enough, by God's providence, a friend of us had stopped by our house, and she had let her sob in. The phone rang, and she picked. Normally, people don't pick phones in mm -hmm. people's houses but for some reason she picked it I need help I'm in O'Hare mm -hmm. yeah they called me this is a state called Illinois it's Chicago I thought Chicago was the state <laughs> but Illinois and I'm going to Iowa and she goes yeah okay so you have to get to the train and get to the bus I said no you haven't had the habits of story <laughs> they want me to go to the bus it is $150 to get the bus mm -hmm. to Iowa and it is 600 to get the plane because it's now. It's not something that you had booked in advance. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, okay, I'll see what we can do. Okay, give me the person who is there. I ask them how I can send the money mm -hmm. to buy the ticket. I can afford the bus and then I can ask your roommate to pay me later mm -hmm. because I'm a visitor here. Boom. So here we go. She just goes and she talks to the person and they told them, they, they gave them the Greyhound number. She called the Greyhound and they bought the ticket and they gave me the number. When you get to the Greyhound, here it is. I forgot to say now to get to the Greyhound, I needed to a cab. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay. What am I going to do? I say, they say in America there are trains or something like that. That would be cheaper than, you know, you know a cab. Mm -hmm. So I asked somebody, do, do we have a train that goes to the, um, the pass company, the Greyhound Pass? Oh, yeah, 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 there are planes, there are trains. I mean, everywhere. They are going every hour. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, good, I need to get there. So, and you need to show the tickets. You have to pay for the train, too. Mm -hmm. So I don't have change. I think I had $5 and whatever, and they did it, I don't know, 50 cents. I don't even understand the American money this yeah. time. Oh, I'm just thinking, goodness. this is another, okay, how do I pay for this? Mm -hmm. They say you have to put a coin in the, 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 the gate so that the gate will open and then you get to the train. So I'm standing there, I'm blocking all this line, and another gentleman just came and said, what's wrong, ma'am? I said, I'm trying to pay for the, and I said, no, you, you know, okay, I'll take care of it. So he paid 
I got to the train and landed at you know uh, the um, the bus station, mm -hmm. and I got to the Greyhound, and then I had to come the whole night or something like that. Just got here, and lucky enough, my roommate, had, the, this lady, had been told by the friend that you have a visitor from Kenya, and she has come, so they came and received me, and I went home, and I just slept. You know, slept when I woke up, there was a little bit of confusion, and then woke up. The next morning, there was snow, for some reason. <laughs> and I'm so excited, I'm looking at snow, and then I just wanted to take a walk, Boom, it was icy. Boom, the first experience of snow. So I fell down. But anyway, so they received me and I just stayed with them for a while. And then I just talked to the people in Colorado. Some Kenyan people placed their heart. They volunteered mm -hmm. to drive me to Colorado. Wow. So we went and these people, actually, they called each other. The Kenyan community, mm -hmm. they called each other and they just raised the money. So they gave me $500 and they gave me whatever to start up life. Wow. Boom. Yeah. They dropped me. So I went and I was accepted. I had to come back to Iowa and then connect with the person who had said was going to pay for me in Canada. And then when I called this guy, he said, Aiden Valley, it's not accredited school. I'm not going to pay for a school which is not accredited. You need to look for a college which is accredited. I am thinking, my golly, what is accredited? What a heck is all this? So I am calling the director, the education director, and I'm saying, my sponsor declined. He told me to look for another accredited school, but I really want to study nutrition. I really study holistic, you know, natural remedies and this thing, and you have it in your college. And she goes, you just, um, I was taking my letter, invitation letter, and I said, God, you know what? If you gave me this letter, <laughs> if they invited me, if I, they have all the courses and the training I need, you're going to open a way. Mm -hmm. And I just said, Amen, and I just put the letter down, mm -hmm. and I went to bed. And then the next day, uh, I received a phone call, you know, through my, my friend's phone. It came, it was from the Eden Valley where I wanted to go in Colorado and uh, it said Loveland I'm like wow there's a place they call Loveland in America <laughs> so anyway to cut a long story short they said we will see what we can do come with whatever you have and then we'll go from there the Kenyan people had raised this money and they volunteered took me to college they dropped me there I didn't have a single penny, nothing. Now I went and gave them what I had. Mm -hmm. I'm remaining with, I think, 30 or $20. I bought the simple things, you know, the, the, the women, feminine stuff, you know, to make sure I have that. And then the next day, it is going to class. Boom, I went to class. And then they were just, they had this school magazine that they wanted people to write articles. Mm -hmm. So I wrote my story in the article. Mm -hmm. You know, I am a Kenyan woman and I just, I, I am a mother of three and I have, you know, children in Kenya. I got this opportunity to go to this school. But yeah, so I am trusting God to open up ways so that I can get, you know, the college fee mm -hmm. to wow. go to this school. Mm -hmm. And there was some other Kenyan lady who was there mm -hmm. and some people from Kosovo or this place that says Slovakia, 
foreigners students who were there mm -hmm. and we were going we went to church and we said we will be fasting this weekend to pray because school is monday i went on friday mm -hmm. and uh, yeah they wanted this magazine they wanted this story and i attended class on friday so i wrote my story the the teacher the education director found it very fascinating so that's how the writing you know thing started it wow. had started way back in school uh -huh. because i had written a novel in my sixth grade in kenya mm -hmm. and my teacher uh, Porches uh, told me she was going to take it to ireland and publish it she went i don't know what happened to her it never got published but i had written something she liked it she wanted it published so when i come here mm -hmm. i'm writing my story you know, they, it was very fascinating. So they read, and some of the guests, because in this school they had a lifestyle center, because that's how they make extra money to replenish the school and replenish a nursing home which was there. So uh, they were guests who had come. So they had typed this story and they had published. It was the, the newsletter for the school. And one of the guests read that and said, wow. I need to help this lady. If she sacrificed that much, she brought, she left her kids, including a two-year-old. She's come all the way to this land. She shouldn't go back because of school fees. I'll give her a starter. So she just gave $1,000, like that. Just they, She just put it in an envelope and said, go and put it. She didn't even write a name or anything. Put it under a door. Just... Um, the, the envelope and then seal and it is a thousand dollars inside so they put it they slide it under my room so when i went to the room i see an envelope it's a trace to me and i'm thinking wow who knows me i just came like yesterday you know and i just opened oh my gosh a thousand dollars i am thinking okay what do i do i'm just calling the education director i'm saying i don't know Somebody wrote my name in this, and there is money. I don't know if it was a mistake or something. She just said, thank God, it's not a mistake. <laughs> you know, maybe God has, you know, is answering your prayers. I'm thinking, wow, that is such an amazing thing. I'm thinking, I left kids with my sister in Kenya. I'm just saying, I have to send some of this money to her because I don't know where the other dollar will come from. People, when you come, they are telling you, when you land in America, you can flower the flowers, you can do anything, you can babysit, you can do what to make money. No, they are not telling you the whole story. You have to come here, you go through a lot of process before you get to earning money. So I was thinking, I've landed in America, boom, I'll start making money, no. It was just a challenge. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this lady gave me that first thousand dollars. I gave the lady and she told me, you have children. You can send part of it back to Kenya and part of it we can put it down to your school fee. Oh, first semester is $4,000. I have a thousand dollars and I have to split it to send some to Kenya and still go to school. Wow. So I did that. And then I'm just thinking, okay, what am I going to do? They told me, Veronica, we have this gigantic garden. If you want, you can plant whatever you want. And I was good. I like the soil. Mm -hmm. So I planted vegetables, the green beans or whatever, you know, and they were raspberries. They said, if you, if you can afford to harvest those raspberries every day, I, I, I think a container of raspberries, we will sell it for two or three dollars the dollar will be yours whatever it is i have will be yours boom 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 money started coming now i'm getting the money and then 
this so that you know God is alive mm -hmm. and is somebody that looks out for us, especially when you are a praying person and you are trusting him. So they came and told me, would you like to accompany us to Estasburg? You know, the, you've been to Colorado and you know those yep. mountains. Mm -hmm. Yes, So they invite me to, they said, we can go to the farmer's market mm -hmm. next Thursday, take the raspberries. So these ladies, we had said we are going to pray and we are going to ask God boldly for a prayer request. Mm -hmm. So we are sitting and we are saying, okay, let's start. What do you want for us to pray for you? Somebody was like, this lady said, I want a husband. Okay, mm -hmm. we write down, we're praying for a husband. What do you want? I want, I don't know, to, to get well. I'm sick. You know, what do you want, Veronica? I want somebody to pay my college fee. They look at me and they're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> college fee? Are you kidding? You think somebody can really? I said, you said you want a prayer request. And I'm giving you a prayer request. Mm -hmm. We are going fast. We are going to pray. We will be fasting on Wednesday. We are not touching anything. No food, no drink. Mm -hmm. We will be praying and we will be lifting up this. I said, didn't you believe that when you was asking for a husband, we are praying and God will give you one? Didn't you believe that you are getting well if you are sick? I believe that God can send somebody. Mm -hmm. That's my belief. So we prayed. We held hands on Wednesday. We were fasting. We didn't eat the whole day. On Thursday, they asked me to come to Esther's Park to take the raspberries to go and sell in the farmer's market. So we took these raspberries. They asked me, any student who would like to volunteer to come to, to the farmer's market? I said, me? And they said, Veronica, okay, join us. We went to the farmer's market with the dean of students and, you know, all this. So we went. And while we are there at Esther's Bar, the lady bought raspberries and she was getting ready to go. And I noticed in her container, there was a raspberry which was malt. Mm -hmm. So I chased after her. I said, excuse me, lady, excuse me, lady. And she said, what? And you know, of course, with your accent and mm -hmm. everything, they have never even seen Africans in that particular area of town, Little Loveland, Colorado. Mm -hmm. It's very rare. In Denver, we have them, but uh, Loveland, it was rare, so everybody turned and looked at me. Everybody's white. Mm -hmm. I'm the only black here. And with my accent, and she turned around and goes, <coughs> what is it? What can I do for you? And I'm going, I noticed your raspberries. It has one which is malt. Give me that one. I'm going to give you one, mm -hmm. which is okay. And she said, wow, that's kind of you. So I just took the other one. Gave it to her, replaced, put that one aside. And then she said, where do you come from? I said, originally, you know, from Kenya. I came to Des Moines. I was stopped there, and then I'm here going to school. Oh, this is, wow. So, do you have family? So I explained, and she goes, wow. And she goes, yeah. Um, we were fortunate. Uh, we were blessed. Because we, my uncle got into real estate when the market was really good. You know the way Americans tell you all the details mm -hmm. and everything, mm -hmm. you know, they volunteer information. So she just told me, and uh, I don't know why, but something tells me I need to help you. Wow. 
And she said, oh, where do you stay? Mm -hmm. I said, in the dormitory. Do you have a phone? I said, yes, we have the, the dormitory phone. Uh -huh. Do you have the number? I said, yes. And she said, I and my husband, she said, have you paid the college fee? I am like, wow. What? That's like I, prayers answered there instantly. instantaneous. I said, wow. I paid $500. But they, the, the, the whole semester, they need um, 4000 4, And she goes, here is my card. I and my husband, we're going to take care of your school fees. Wow. I almost screamed. They were asking for somebody to go to the farmer's market and I volunteered and this is where I'm getting a sponsor. An opportunity that could have been missed if, if I had you not didn't volunteer. volunteer. Yeah. You know, so that is why wow. we look for opportunities. We have to volunteer, we have to give. You know, because benevolence is part of God's way. God loves a cheerful giver. Mm -hmm. I gave my labor to go and you know, present. People were just having fun. They don't want to, you know, why do I have to go? Why do I? I don't have to. And I got a sponsor right there. I came home and I just went. I knelt down right there in the market. Not even I, just I, a bit. I just knelt down and I said, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I started wow. singing. I busted in. So, Asante Yesu, Asante Yesu, Asante Yesu. The whole market, people were looking at me and they're like, what does what is she nuts you know because especially now you know the way they have people who are so I, I found out later when i moved back to iowa that you know there are a lot of people who have mental challenges and you know all these issues but that time everybody was looking at me and you're like, especially you are black you know and then you are busting into a song they don't understand what you are saying but they see something happy and then i went down and prayed i didn't wow. care it was the, and then I, I and then we went to the market. The lady who had taken me to the market was like, "Wow, she was Mrs. Rolly. She was the the, 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 the her husband was the the dorm, the dean mm -hmm. for the boys' dorm, and you know another lady was a dean in the girls' dorm. So I mean, she was like, "What went wrong? What just happened? I said, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Is anything the matter, Veronica? I said, "No," and answered prayer. And he said, Amen, Amen. Okay, let's start collecting <laughs> let's start collecting the stuff to go. I think in uh -huh. her mind she was thinking maybe she's gone bananas. <laughs> Something's happened. Yes. So she's just we collected, we packed everything. <laughs> and in the car I'm singing Asante Yesu. Asante Yesu. Asante Yesu. Well, came wow. back mm -hmm. to the compound. And I am just so excited that they were really Christian loving people. Mm -hmm. So they took care of me. Just like that. Wow. And and then something again happened because I didn't one day I didn't have money to buy the necessities, but I didn't want to be calling them for everything. Mm -hmm. So this day I'm thinking, what am I gonna do? I am praying. I had five dollars and it was Sabbath. We had gone to church. And I was thinking, they went, they passed the plate for to collect the, the offering. Mm -hmm. I took an envelope and I just put that five dollars there. I'm like, even if I go with this to the store, it's not going to buy anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I might as well give it to God. So then, just put it. And then we are sitting, nobody knows my story. Nobody knows what is going on. But I'm thinking, I, there's nobody 
back in Kenya who can help me. They say, I don't want, I have found school fees, I am good, I will just survive. If I have to harvest more raspberries, I'll survive somehow. You know, another miracle happened because I was expecting my periods that weekend anytime because I have this cycle which is, I knew it was, something was going to happen. But God stayed back. I didn't see that. And then, wow. and then this lady again, we are coming out of church and said, wow. You come, you must have come from far. I said, yeah, a country called Kenya. Where is Kenya? I said, in um, East Africa. Are you familiar at all about East Africa? How about, about it? I haven't gone there or something like that. Well, but it, is, it sounds very interesting. And then she gave me an envelope, $50 in it. I just went and bought everything that I needed. You are a walking miracle. Yes. An so inspiration. That happened. They gave me that. And everything was peaceful. And then, one month later, the dean of students was resigning. And you know, the board, the school board sat. And they say, Veronica is going to be the dean of students. A student. And they had to pay me. So they came and approached me. I said, no, I don't know. They told me, you are responsible. You look like you are a good manager. You look like you are a person who can put everything in charge. We have decided and we have voted anonymously that you are going to be the next dean of students. And I'm thinking, what? I became a dean of students. And the students obeyed me and they did everything. I could plan things for them. I had to study first of all what as a dean of students is supposed to do. <laughs> responsible for. Um, what is responsible for? They gave me them. And that is how I survived. Until I completed the college. Yeah. And then I moved to where I was. So, you know, God opens up opportunities. But you have to step on the water. You have to go through the storm because there is no testimony without a test. You have to go through a test. That is why it is called a testimony because you pass through the storm. So I survived. It was a challenge. I went through, but my goal was to get my kids over. So it was a battle. But I went through hook and crook until it was possible my kids to be here and to have the paperwork because mm -hmm. I didn't want them to be here. And then people telling them, when you land in America, you will just pick the trees, you will just flower, you will do what? No, you have to have some documents and you have to get it. So God gave me a way mm -hmm. and they got here and they got the documents. So. America is a land of opportunity, a land of dreams, but you have to have your own story. Everybody has a story. You have to build your dream and you have to set goals that are higher than your expectation and you strive. So if you don't get all the way to the top, be somewhere there and get it. So that is a short story. If you want to know more, about the story. I've just written a book about all these adventures. I've written a book and the title is interesting because I call it Proud of My Identity, A Woman of Two Worlds. You know, I am a woman of two worlds. First, I am a Christian. 
Two, I am an Andy. Three, I am a Kenyan. Four, an African. And now, an American. And I will tell you, Africa, we are something that the world should know. Our music, when it comes to music, the instruments in Africa, it's second to none. The voices, those people can sing. They can run, especially my Nandi people. They are resilient. They run and they have put the global map in that little East African country, Kenya. We are something else. We are very, very resilient, low maintenance, high performance, very strong. Wow. Yeah. We as a people, we need to know that land, when you look at the land, the service of land in Africa, it is depicted in geography. This you won't learn in school. When you go to Africa, the terrain, the land itself, it is three, thirty, pointy, you can call it even twenty-five area that that land covers. Look at the whole of China, it is nine, 26. Look at the whole of America. It is 9.8. Look at the whole of Europe. It is 10.8. So when you look at all these lands, America can go into Africa three times. China can go into Africa three times. Europe can go same times. So we have the richest continent. They have called it a dark continent. That's a bad deception. Dark? We are in the equator. It transpasses. We have the sun. It is the brightest continent. So that is a no-no. We are the brightest continent in the whole world. When, if you don't believe me, study the geography they try to minimize to kind of brainwash i don't know who's is it? whose interest is it read my book and you will learn more about africa the republic of congo alone they have this thing i don't know it's called couple or something that makes their cell phones without that mind in africa there will be no cell phones. Let nobody deceive you. The diamonds that is produced there, the gold. That's why there was a scramble for Africa because it is wealth, full of wealth. It is, and if you can remember the geography, if you can recall what we learned, there was such a thing like drifting, you know, or the land was like a solid and then the other continents drifted. And as they drifted away, the, the skin became better because people were not getting much sunshine. And human, you know, if you believe in this book called the Bible, that I believe strongly, it's a whole library of 66 books. You will get the origin there. You will get Africa, the obia, the cold of obia, which was found in Africa. And if you have read history, old Dubai coach in Tanganyika, it's called now Tanzania, is a place where they found the oldest man in the whole world. So the whole race was one, and the Bible confirms that God made all races by one blood. We are all related. This deception, we have controversies. It's about worship. We have the devil, Satan, who is Lucifer, who is deceiving people and knocking people against each other. We are one race. We are one people. 
we don't have all this. This racism is just something that should stop. People should love one another. There is beauty in diversity. If I can tell you in Africa, there are rivers, big rivers. In Congo alone, Republic of Congo alone, there is this gigantic river that could irrigate the all of Africa and it could be arable and they could get enough food to feed the world, the fruits the fauna, the flora, the animals that you have there, you love it. Just take a trip, go to any part of Africa. You can go to Sahara Desert, you will still find a desert road, rose. You will find an oasis and the palm trees and the people are happy and they are contented. They live as a unit, they are a community, they love one another. But there is a bad element that is coming now. You know, the deception, people are relaxed now, they don't want to work hard. Can you ask yourself, why do we have refugees from Congo? Rich as it is, we have all kind of birds, all kind of animals, different colors. Tourists die to go there and there are refugees everywhere. Why? Whose interest? I wonder. But Africa is rich. That's why I am proud to be an American. I am proud to be an African. I am proud to be a woman of two worlds because they vary, they are diverse, they are beautiful, and you love it. Read my book. Wow. Thank you so much. I, I just want to keep sitting here and listening because as you're talking, I'm getting empowered. It's truly an inspiration. And it's truly the reason why we have this segment because we want to inspire everyone. I draw inspiration from stories like this and I also want to make sure that we're sharing, you know, powerful stories like that with, you know, the world. And so since you're, you're saying that you're, you've written a book, mm -hmm. when is it coming out? Well, I think um, it's in the pipeline, it is in the process. It's supposed to kick in maybe next month mm -hmm. in August. They are, I just sent the conclusion and they are working on it so it's almost it's in the process so you will get a little of everything mm -hmm. this classification of people it is misguided mm -hmm. read my book and see how I think people will live visit it read it yourself study for yourself it will help you Wow I, I feel like I, I can't let her go but we have to <laughs> so thank you again so much Mm -hmm. I am looking forward to your book. I, for one, will be the first person to read that book. Thank you. And as soon as I read the book, we, you will be the first to know as well. As soon as the book is available, we'll let you know all the places and ways that you can purchase them. And we might have her back here to talk about the book in detail since I absolutely enjoyed our today's session Thank so you. much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We will see you again in our next video. And please, if you're able to, continue to motivate, inspire someone else, encourage someone else, encourage yourself, don't forget, and let's stay positive. So thank you so much, and we'll see you again next time.